guys, I'm Micah. And I'm Eli. And this is Before Anything Else, the podcast for Bays Everywhere. In which we question the commonplace and discuss our intersections with tunes, topics, and gossip we love. Welcome to Bayland, y'all. <laughs> I don't know if white people can sing that song. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gonna allow that. I really, I don't know if it's possible. Oh, I love that song so much. I'm sure you do. Let if you, if you, listen, if you didn't love this song, I'd be like real upset. About it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we'd be able to be friends. <laughs> the Velvet Rope is definitely like the best album, but yeah. I will say like best song of that album, which I will say to my last gasping breath is free zone that free song, zone is definitely yeah free zone is amazing that, that song does so many things to my body uh, that i never uh, <laughs> that i never thought would happen like i just i can't even put it into words free zone song, and enemy are both fucking no amazing. free zone and go deep that song also go good deep, uh, it's all good. Mm, Every song is good. Mm. It's the best album ever, ever recorded. Okay, Hi, but I will Rachel. Say, oh my god. <laughs> hey, I'm dead. Oh my god. Everyone, we have Rachel, our sweet bae from season one, who you might remember from our second episode. Hashtag and reunited. Yes. She's back. Yes, the yes. Bay Podcast. Feel it, and it feels so there good. We go. mm. uh, uh, reunited. Nobody knows the second I'm dead, oh, but yeah, now well. I'm so excited because we're reunited. Hey, hey, can't imagine someone knowing the podcast and not knowing Rachel. She's like the unofficial slash oh, official Lord. third day of yes, the podcast. Third day. I think we post her shit on Instagram all the time. Literally forever and ever and ever. I can't even get over it. Now I'm like sweaty. It's like warm now. We're like here in this moment. New York is really humid today. It's really gross. I'm not going to lie. Really I know. Gross. It's like 85 degrees here too. It's nasty. Uh, it's nasty. Yeah. Well, you know what else has been really, really fucking hot lately? What? All this fucking music that's come out in April. It's you been right. Like, you it's right. Been, it's been flames. It's I, been fuego. Yeah, I feel like the albums this year are pretty good. And we're not even like... We're just the in first the, exactly. four or five months in. It's in crazy. It's summer. Like, it's not summer yet. So. People are, like, really coming with that heat. Like, all that, <laughs> like, all that fucking, like, Donald Trump angst they had from, like, 2016, 2017. It's just all being, like, released yes. at the same fucking yeah. time. Like, yeah. April's the fucking month. Yeah. It's the banger month. It is For true. Sure. It is so it true. Really is. Where do we even want to begin? Where do we want to begin? I want to, okay, can I, can I give an honorary honorable mention like at the beginning of this, I really I have to. Okay. I, like, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I, had to, I I I didn't expect this to come out of me, and I really I really wish that there was something else that was going to be said right now. But Christina Aguilera has a new single. I haven't listened to it yet, and I don't know what is gonna happen when I do. I don't know what is going on there. It. Honestly, is one of my favorite 
things that I've heard in a while. Really? Yeah, it is. It okay. is. It's, really? It's real good. You can like go ahead and insert a clip of that right here because that shit is like <laughs> I it's will. Ex- it's literally so excellent. Like I, I don't know. It just like it's what... produced by Kanye West. No, it's not. Okay. Yes, it is. Accelerate is produced by Kanye. No, it's not. Yes, See, it that's is. why. See, there you go. No, it's $20. not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You've got to be kidding me. No, it's I not. I swear. Yeah. That song is so great because of how, like, all of those the textures and, the, like, the way the sound is collaged on top of each other is one of the most compelling parts of that song. Nothing yeah, else. it's Christina Aguilera, Aguilera, Ty Dolla Sign, 2 Chains, produced by Kanye West. No, it is mm-hmm. not. Yes, it is. Wow. Whoa, that song is so hot. What? Yep. That's wow. True. I still haven't heard it though, wow. so I I don't know. I that's can... a lot. That's a lot to have on a song. There's I a lot know. On there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's why that song is so fucking hot, and that also explains what I love most about it is that Ty Dolla Sign's like part in that song. He literally has like his voice is practically gone, and he's just screaming with a really hoarse voice at the same octave as Christina Aguilera. Oh, wow. And it's so good. Wow. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the song. Aww. I can't believe Kanye West produced that. There's no way. Yup. Wow. That song is so Chet hot. Hot That song is so hot. Damn. <laughs> Sorry. I, I would okay. have to listen to it. I knew that it was out, but I have not. I have not. You heard. have to. I didn't expect that at all. That's like not something I would... I would expect from Christina Aguilera, but damn, thank you for that tidbit of information. You just beefed up my honorable mention. <laughs> you did the whole thing. Well, that was my that was my honorable mention. I know y'all got one. All right, okay. Um, Rachel, you go first. Hmm. <laughs> Rachel's like, let what me think because I'm. Do I want to have right now? <laughs> literally that completely. Um. How do I follow up with this Christina Aguilera That's track? Like, I mean, what's like? Is there a good single that you've been like? Oh obsessing yeah. Over lately? Um. Definitely the first few tracks of dirty computer i don't really like what is it called it's called um, Crazy Classic Life. yes yes wow. okay so i really? oh, i like that one and i like screwed because screwed i'm just all so down terrible. for women talking about having sex yeah like yeah. I, i'm down for openly talking about having sex yeah so i really like that in the sounds i'm also um i really like janelle monet because i like people that or artists that can use sound well and like sounds that make me feel or see, like Kanye West kind of talks about it, like how he uh, sees colors when he produces. Yeah, sometimes. For sure. so like yeah, like um, synesthesia. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Janelle Monae, like I feel like, I guess I don't have a track. I'm sorry, but like the album Dirty Computer, um, the sounds make me feel something. The lyrics are definitely doing something in the visuals for sure, but something about the sounds in Dirty Computer that yeah. make me feel connected to. Like her artistry. Her artistry and her just being herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that being her art, her being herself. I don't necessarily look at her and say, oh, she's performing. She's just telling us, you know, her shit. I'm not America's nightmare. I'm 
Right, and my favorite thing about this is, and I I had trouble grappling with it for a minute, Mm -hmm. but until I saw the visual, the emotion picture, I was kind of like, I kind of was so upset because I have like been a fan of Janelle Monae since her first like EP, like her and I go real way back to 2007, Mm -hmm. and and I was like so, I was just so young and impressionable and like, I was just, I don't know, it was so interesting to be at a time where, like, because I was sometimes, like, well, like, Gaga was, like, coming out yeah. and like, all that kind of stuff. And then, like, to see someone like Janelle Monae kind of doing the same thing and committing to such a strong character and um, a strong concept and carrying that through so much of her work. And I was sad when I felt like this album, too, like, had lost that mm-hmm. a little bit because yeah. um, she no longer did, like, because, like, if you remember her, like, album before Electric Lady, the Arc Android was just, like, the most amazing it's it's the most amazing album like of recent history it's so beautifully orchestrated Mm -hmm. and so much of it really stems from that original statement of identity that cindy mayweather like five seven eight two one like that whole thing like was so i don't know it was just so rich and full of so much color and, and interest and i think what's interesting is that people like drew comparisons to like how like oh they're like oh like Janelle Monae is doing a motion picture because Beyonce did Lemonade. And I was like, absolutely not. Janelle Monae is like the <sighs> fucking originator yeah, of like real. this narrative film. That also an actress. Was inspired by music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also yeah. like a professional <laughs> also, actress. Like it makes sense that, like, for her to she's, be making movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's literally a bona fide actress. Like not just like, a, oh, I'm good at acting like J-Lo. Like bitch no. is one no. Oscar. No. Like, uh-huh. like, sit down. J-Lo's good? Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> True. Listen, I, listen, <laughs> listen, yo, let me tell you, there's nothing better than when a good old J-Lo movie comes on TNT <laughs> I mean, or TBS. That's true, that's like true. That. Yo, thank you, Made in Manhattan. Every airplane. Made in Manhattan is a fucking awesome movie. That's true. So right. was Monster-in-Law. Don't ever sleep on fucking Monster-in-Law. Also ever. true. That was good. Now, see, 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 mm-hmm. there we go, there we go. Everyone loves I mean, a J-Lo movie. They they put her in, like, good roles, but her acting Right, okay, and I also, rough. I also will say i do love her in shades of blue on like what's it nbc or some shit like that i haven't watched that yet you should watch I never it. watched that show it's the yeah. cop it show gets, right it gets yeah it gets yeah. real deep because yeah. like you know ray liotta's in it from goodfellas and that's shit. right <laughs> and it is it's low-key lit damn i can't I lie bet. ray yeah. liotta j-lo it's like and they're all dirty cops it's real it's you should watch it wow okay it's like yeah no nah, it's makes- real good they what I was just, I was going back to Dirty Computer to just I was oh, just realizing oh 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 I, I was just bringing it full circle in my mind realizing that like it makes so much sense to me that you don't like this album as much as her previous two albums because this is really her first album that's not a concept album and we've been yeah uh, Micah loves yeah. but when isn't the album it though has a full concept yeah but like it also kind of it is like the concept is her being herself and being authentic and. God damn it, I fucking hate that it, like, so, all makes sense. I just, like, So she, so maybe she didn't play by the rules. Right, right yeah. That, yeah. Uh, or the rules of what people, like, were thinking that she had to be in her next right. album. Right. Also, at the same time, it's, like, also rules that she set for herself. So, in a way, it's, like, wit, at what point do you, like, break out of those parameters of your own artistry and, like, just allow the work to take the natural course that it's meant to take? Instead of you trying to contrive a specific direction for yourself and right. stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, the 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 first, I mean, Crazy Classic Life is, I mean, there's the intro song, but Crazy Classic Life is really, like, the beginning of the actual, like, album's main body. Right. And the first yeah. line is, young, black, wild, and free, naked in a limousine. And I feel like that's just Literally the rest same. of the album. That's, like, where Literally we are. Literally same. Literally same. 
That's so fucking real. That is, yeah, that's so real. And, um, Take a Bite's an excellent song. My favorite though, that was kind of like, that felt like a really strong, but like black, like David Bowie-esque homage, Americans. I like Americans. That song is excellent. Mm -hmm. It is excellent. Like, damn. Like, I, I just, I don't know. And then also to know that like, um, I watched her YouTube like Q&A situation and she actually, that song that's called Stevie's Dream is actually yeah. just Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Which I Whoa. like did not, yeah. which I like did not know. Yeah. And, um, and she had so many fucking collaborators and like, I don't know what tracks he worked on on the album, but I have to go back and listen to it. But Thundercat also helped produce some of the oh tracks. Oh my god, which, like, I totally makes see me Stevie so... Wonder on this album now. I Stevie just see Wonder it all coming there. together. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, he also, I think that was the first time working together either. So, um, I think he had some stuff to do with like Electric Lady and stuff like that too, but wow. either way, it was, yeah, it wow. was, it was really cool. You also definitely watch a Q&A. She like talks about a lot of really interesting topics and, um, I don't know. I just, I really, I, I do like that people are being more receptive. I think it's interesting too, like seeing, how much her audience has changed <laughs> since yep. since she was like yeah. in Moonlight yeah. and shit, and like even mm-hmm. like now like the white gays fuck with her, and mm-hmm. I'm like y'all weren't, but you weren't, and she was, and what, <laughs> and who, huh? But then I'm like, and I'm like not only that, but I'm just like, man, this album is even like less for y'all than her other music was. So I'm like, I I, I don't know, I don't get it, but it's interesting that like her audience is like broadened so much, and that like she um has such a wide footprint now. Yeah, since true. doing that whole yeah. year or two of just making films and really incredible pictures. I said this the other day. One of my favorite, like the single, the main single, um, "Make Me Feel" from this album. One thing yeah. I love about that song is that when I turn on the radio in Louisville, whether I turn on the NPR station, the NPR music station, the experimental music station, or the hip hop music station, all of them are playing that song, and I that's a great. Yeah. Are they really? It. It's like every. Yeah. Huh. element like, like it's it's appreciated by from so many angles which makes a lot of sense when you listen to yeah. it and it's just like i love that about it it's like if i hear that song on the radio i couldn't even guess what station i'm listening to because like it's so appealing to such a wide range damn that's crazy she's just janelle is her, her own genre well it's all just inspired by so much like funk yeah. and like you know what would be interesting though is if she like really like made like a full-on like electric album how sick that would be. I don't think I'd be, I wouldn't, I, I don't know if I'd be ready. There's, there's one track, I think it's Screwed with Zoe Kravitz, that makes me feel like, especially when I saw the video, mm-hmm. I was like, she's just saying that she can do Taylor Swift better than Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I was like, she can, so like you were saying, Eli, like she doesn't really fit anywhere. Like everyone's playing her. She doesn't really fit into, you know, a mold. She's just her own. Yeah. Her own thing. She's a free ass motherfucker, yeah. as she calls herself in that Rolling Stone interview, and I, Totally, I fuck with that. I, yeah. I will always be a Janelle Monae fan. I have always been a Janelle Monae fan. And, and we just hopped on. Some of I us mean, just listen, hopped on. <laughs> when I was in high school, there was this girl, I don't know, Eli, if you remember this, but like in Louisville, they had this thing. I don't know if they still do it either, but it's called Idea Fest. Did they still yep, do that they, still, they just finished it, actually. Oh, thank God. So they still, they still do Idea Fest, and it's a little, it's kind of like a fake TED Talk situation, right? Right, exactly. Like, but for like Kentucky. And uh, it's cool. It actually draws in like a lot of 
people and money and it's really awesome it's just awesome yeah and um she actually did a concert for idea fest when i was a senior in high school mm-hmm. and this one white girl who was in the va department who i will not name um of our high school she um she got tickets for free to go to general monet and didn't want to go because she didn't know who she was and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You can see us right the fuck now. And nobody else knew who the fuck she was. So nobody else wanted to go with me. So I fucking went through my goddamn self and had the time of my fucking life. She is incredible live. I saw her at Afropunk a few years ago. Also incredible. Like, she is just, like, such an, like, a formidable performer. Um, yeah, I bet. I, like, I can't say enough good things about her. I really can't. So... So yeah, but you have to watch the emotion picture. Y'all. You haven't watched yeah. it. You have to watch I know, it. I know, I know, I know, it I is, know. I will. If anything, it's well done, yeah. Too. If anything, for the um, the extra verse in pink, that Ooh. was I, I was shaken at the entire. I remember this. The extra verse in pink, where she like is um, basically like face fucking um, what's her name? Tessa? Yeah, Tessa May yeah. Thompson. Oh, right. You remember that? There's like a, there's a third verse. See, no, now pink. I have to go look. You have to go watch <laughs> oh, it. Yes. I was not okay when I fucking thought that shit. I was like, whoa, all right. Well, speaking, but, um, of, speaking of that, I want to... Tessa throw- May Thompson? It's, well, speaking of face fucking Tessa May Thompson. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Okay, we're going to like not... No, I, I, hate you to, I hate you to bleep that out. <laughs> Don't degrade her with those words again, Eli. I'm not going to It's your words. Anyway... Um, I, my thing that I want to throw into the ring here is this new mixtape that I have not shut up about from Doja Cat. Oh my god, Doja Cat. I love this album. And the first song, the first single from it is this track called Go to Town. It already has my vote for Jam of the Summer, like Song of the Summer 2018. It's about Come on, song of the summer. It's about oral sex. It is. It Come on, is oral like, sex. Like <laughs> Rachel was just saying, it's like I love listening to like women make music like about having yeah, sex. That's yeah. this whole album. That's the whole album. Well, there you go. Let me listen to it. And Come it's on, so good, Rachel. You have Damn. to listen to it. It's so good. I'm such a big fan. She goes from like she goes from like reggaeton to house to trap to like really oh, really joyful house? joyful funk hip hop. It's really. She's really, cool. really good. Yeah, yeah she's, she's a has cool a, chick. She has a house song on it called "Game," which is one of my favorite tracks on the album, and it's so good. It it feels like almost like it. I I'm not just saying this because Mike and I spent a long time talking about um, <laughs> fantasy, the, the mixed <laughs> the fantasy mixtape from Azalea Banks. But listening to this sounds like if the it, like the fantasy mixtape had been made by someone like very, very different and like obsessed mm-hmm. with like fashion and pop culture and like warmth you know like which is not azalea mm-hmm. bang so it's it's not that it sounds like fantasy but it has the same ethos of like i'm gonna sort of like take all the sounds that i find inspiring and i'm gonna jump from one to the other and i'm gonna like make them all work yeah i need to check you out. definitely should i love doja it's cat good. that song go to town is my jam i listen to it all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I love that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, listen, I like her mixtape. I found it hard to kind of like place her music 
in a way, like, because I've never heard her music before. Like, I've only heard of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And so I feel like I found it, like, hard to, like, kind of understand what I was listening to because it was, it would jump from one thing to the next. And then she, like, was, like, rhyming and doing, like, shit and just jumping from, like, just genre to genre. So I kind of found it, like, for me, it was kind of hard to, like, get into it as easily. But I see it, it's not bad music. It actually is pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, it but, definitely um, is, like... You can just, like, put it on shuffle. You know, like, there's no reason. It's not like it has, like, a, like a logical structure. Um, yeah. But there are just so many songs on it that are just so excellent. Like, I can put it on shuffle and just be pretty much sure that I'm going to like whatever I'm listening to. Can I mention two things that you... <laughs> um, that One that you're going to probably hate me for, that okay, I kind of, like, great. hate myself for. And another one that I, I am so proud because I was able to introduce Eli to something that they are going to love mm-hmm. this week. And do you want to say what it was, Eli? Micah introduced me to this, <laughs> I guess, a band? Is it a band? I think it's like a duo. I think, okay, a duo called Nikki and the Dove, which I'd never yes. heard of ever. Yes. And this this album is called Everybody's Heart is Broken Now. It's like if... <laughs> it's like if... Uh, let's... Lana Del Rey made music that I actually really liked. Like, if, if <laughs> Lana Del Rey like, were more in touch with, like, culture and, and like, I don't know. Pop music. I don't mean to shake Lana Del Rey Nikki so and hard. The it's, it's like, bad. it's so good. It honestly is, it's not even, the thing is, is, like, the album, like, has a really fucking, like, melancholy, like, title. But the music is incredible. Like, it's, yeah. like, terribly, like, catchy and upbeat. It's, like, and... funky ballroom. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, so infectious. It's, like, classy oh. and funky. Mm-hmm. It's real good. Like, it's good. They... I'm into Y'all it. Y'all are dropping all the music jams. I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's honestly been one of my favorite albums for, like, a year. But I don't know why I just not told you about it. Like, I'm so confused. I know, yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I literally so never cool. heard of this group or this album at all. Like, never it's had it my, cross my radar. Literally, shout out to my homegirl, Maya, who um, got me onto them. Like, she's Maya. Cute. I work with her. She's cool. She's like, she got me into this album, and I um, am, like, obsessed with it. So, call it that girl. Shouts out. So yeah, so yeah, but that's been like that's been the vibe. I um, I love that album. And then my other one was gonna be this band that I also <laughs> that I also sent you that I'm ashamed that I like it so much. <laughs> I I I haven't seen this yet. It's um, it's this album Clean by Soccer Mommy. Oh my uh, god. I, I know. am shook that Micah is into I, this record. I know. All I know. of my white indie rock friends love this record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eli, here's the thing that you like, that I don't let come out very much. Like, I am like kind of obsessed with when it's done well. Like, white indie rock is honestly so excellent. And I'm like, and I know it. Like, I mean, like, Eli, listen, this is, you're talking to someone who, like, at my core, 
loves Courtney Love, okay? That's right. So, like, that's so right. That's a good point. So, so therefore, oh, like, yeah. this is not too far off. I mean, if I'm being honest, so Courtney Love is, like, at, like, the very center of my developmental yes, growth. Yes, so I didn't know that. I, I know, oh right? We're all learning. I know. <laughs> like, because I grew up, like, my sister, like, I remember, like, I think one of my sisters had, like, whole Celebrity Skin album, and then... I discovered Courtney Love on my own in like when I was like maybe like twelve or something. Wow! And um and I just because she came out with her um America's Sweetheart album like mm-hmm. when, like when I was in middle school, then I was like, oh shit, this wow. is yeah. fucking awesome! And I just was like, you have no idea. I was so in love with Courtney Love, but yeah, but Soccer Mommy's like clean album is quite. It's honestly kind of excellent. Like I think it because it's not it's not one of those albums. It's like it doesn't feel like she's trying hard. And, like, some of the lyrics are so dumb, but they're, like, so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So, uh, so it's kind of, so it's kind of great. It's, like, I, I think there's a weird self-awareness to, like, her music. And, um, it makes it more, like, punchy, I think, than most, like, indie white rock bands take themselves way too fucking seriously. You know? Like, her name is literally fucking Soccer Mommy. Like, Yes, definitely. Like, yeah. You know, like, and there's, like, definitely, like, a wink and a nudge to it, and I think that that's, like, what makes it so interesting, because it's just, like, I hate it when, like, like white rock bands take yeah. themselves too fucking seriously, and, like, are, like, I'm really fucking sad, man, I'm really yeah. fucking sad, <laughs> right. but you won't be able to tell, because the song is so fucking monotone and monotonous, and you the same thing, <laughs> this same chord progression, yeah, this girl yeah. Dumped yeah. And she, she literally, sucks. don't like, you hate her just like I hate like, her? Don't you hate her, but I'm so sad, but, like, literally, like, you don't hear that shit, and I think it's so great, like, her song, um, her song, Your Dog, is... Woo! That song is so good. Damn, I'll have to listen to it. I honestly it's like so good because it's like it's kind of talking about kind of like the same topics, but she's like, listen, like I don't want to be your dog. Like I don't want to be on the fucking like leash. Like you know, it's so good. It's just like I know I fucking I fucking love it. I think it's so much fun. So there you have it. This is so funny to me because, like, I also have sort of a soft spot sometimes for that kind of music. Like, I love, like, Big Thief and Angel Olsen. I don't know, like, yeah. uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Like, a few people who are, like, part of that community. But, like, I feel like you and I both have this experience where we never bring it up because we, like, don't <laughs> want to like it. Like, we're like, I, I can't actually We're actually, we're closeted about <laughs> our love of that kind of music. This is, You're like, right. when we're I was wrong. in middle school and I had Avril Lavigne albums on my iPhone, but I put them under a fake wow. artist name because I didn't Whoa, want to I did that so next time. I did that so many times. I did that so many times. I feel like it's just at you. <laughs> Rachel was like, bitch, just that was me. me. Yeah. Literally. I feel like there was, I, there was so many bands that I used to like have to change the names oh to. Evanescence was so great. Oh my Come God. On, Amy. Come on, Amy. Come on, Amy. Come on, girl. Yes, honey. Yes, honey. Sing, bitch. Yes. That sing. <laughs> she can sing. She really can. She She's from sing. fucking Little Rock, Arkansas. Shout wow. out to Little Rock, Arkansas. Did bitch. you know that? No, I did not. She's from Arkansas. So, um, so Unreal. yeah, but um, I like I changed the name of so many albums on my phone. I can't even remember what anymore because I don't care. But like, I feel like there were like definitely like some like 
boy bands. No, do you know what it was? Oh, you know what it was? The song that I. It was so much worse. I fucking loved NSYNC. It was so much worse. Oh, it was this one song that I. Like, this shows you how emotionally, like, deflated, angsty, and closeted I was when this song came out. <laughs> but remember David Archuleta from American Idol? Wow, yes, I do. Yes. Uh-uh. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Full stop. Bitch, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh See? no! Don't drag me. I'm literally wow. like Rachel is gonna handmade sell my ass and like <laughs> turn off. She's gonna turn off my oven and put my hand over the oven. <laughs> like literally handmade sell my ass perk. right now. <laughs> I swear to God. Like wait no. a minute. It was David Archuleta's no. single crush. I know, but here's the fucking plot I'm put twist a about tidbit. I'm just gonna put a tidbit of crush. <laughs> please, please. I'm literally gonna be so dragged. So oh my god. Like a few American idols. Like I can't imagine sitting through and listening to some. Like was he a winner? He was a winner, right? I don't think he did. He win. Oh, he win. I don't know. know. But either way, the plot twist with David Archuleta is that he is not a homosexual. <laughs> Are we sure? No. Bitch. Literally, I'm dead. I swear he's not a homosexual. At least I'm pretty sure last time I checked that he like was like a Christian singer or some bullshit now. You know what? I'm I used you. to go to a Christian college, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so that, I feel like, let me see him. You remember him? I think he yes, actually is hella straight now. I didn't know he was such a baby. He was 16 when he was on American Oh, my God. That doesn't surprise me at all. Well, he looks real cute now. He kept that, he kept that baby he kept face. It. Like, look. Come like, on, not no. Come on, David Archuleta. Come on, honey. He still got music coming out sometime soon. Okay. You know, you're not like, what See, the they don't is? all fall by the wayside. Yes, That's David. Cute. Come on, David. Yes, honey, with the Google search. Okay. <laughs> you know, he's only 5'6", though. <laughs> Bitch, but, he might be no, fucking. No, but th- short, there's nothing wrong with short guy. Okay, listen, I. Because they make up for other areas. Uh, they make, you know. No. Yes. So if we're going to, girl, short guys and short dicks are synonymous. Like, let's be real. Like, I have never <laughs> met a short man with a big dick in my entire life. What? Ever. Ever. No. Ever. Short guys, short guys can give a good good. Girl. Ugh, we this can, conversation like, has. I'm not to debate. We're going to take this shit offline and debate about this because I fully don't believe that. I'm going to have to some that. scientific research here because. <laughs> I really, really, truly. I'm telling. Oh, okay. There's nothing about me that believes. Oh, he's cute. There's nothing about me that believes that short men have big penises. I have not oh met one God. yet. And bitch, if you see one, point him out. I will. Cause, ah. <laughs> She's like, like as soon as we turn off the recording, I will. Right. Point we're, out. we're going out right now. We're right now. So he's not. I told you, Dave Archuleta is not a homosexual. I told you. Okay. Oh, so whatever. There you have it. There you have it. There you have it. Case closed. Boom. Well, now that we've solved that eternal mystery, <laughs> I have one last music thing that I really quickly want to throw in because it's something that came out, like, I want to say today, maybe? Um, throw, but it's the new her. album. It's the new album from Twin Shadow. Oh, Ooh. shit. I listened to the whole thing. It's so good. It's so Already? good. 
Rachel, yeah, do you know this guy? No. Uh, he's like it's real good. Okay, so like he's been making music for a while, and he he's he follows a similar trajectory as like Dev Hines, except not yeah. not that not to that level. I don't want to. I hold Dev Hines very very high up on the totem pole, so not quite there. Same. But like he was making basically like very like lo-fi like indie pop that like a lot of white kids were really into, and like that was sort of his thing, mm-hmm. like almost like the weekend, and then he just. Switch gears completely and started making like really, really well produced, like beautiful, beautiful pop music. And I kind of like oh, yes. fell off with his music for a little while. I was not so into it for a bit. But this new he's album. He's cute, Eli. He's very cute. He's very Damn. cute, first off. Yes. He is oh, wow. incredibly cute. Okay. He's been making... Can I be the can I be the other twin to that shadow? <laughs> yes, exactly. Come on, come on now. Come on now. Look He's at this shadow. This, like sexy ass music Jeez. for some time and he just released this fucking eighties pop album. Like he did. Ooh. It is Don't yeah. tell me that. It is. It's eighties. Like you better like the eighties. I'm gonna listen to that on music. my way. Come on now. Wow. And come it's on, twin. Great. It's just like so moody and it's like he had such a vision for this album, you can tell. It's like it all fell into place. Zoe Kravitz, bitch. That's right. They are that- match made in like mixed people high yellow heaven. I'm dead. <laughs> I was about to say, bitch. Like, wait, come wait, on. They look kind of don't. They look, look like Lenny. Like I like I feel like mm, Lenny vibes a little. Come on, no? Daddy Complex. Come on, Daddy Oops, Complex. Like- <laughs> I'm obsessed. Yeah, they dated. They are hot <gasps> together. You like? Wow. Yeah, they are hot together. Look at them. Whoa. Oh my God. This mustard Damn. skirt. Couple <laughs> yes, goals. Zoe. Fuck me up. Sorry. Skates. I'm getting warm right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, no, Eli, <laughs> sorry. I, so, break for that, but they are really fucking cute together. Yes. Well, anyway. that's really all I had to say. He's sexy, and he makes sexy music. Oh, no. He does, does kind of look like Lenny. There's a family photo with all of them together. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I know. Lisa. He's I like, like Lisa Bidet and Lenny Kravitz. Oh, no, that's definitely Twin Shadow. That's who that is. Yeah. Wow-y. Sorry about that mix-up right there. That is crazy. He well, looks like if we you mix. He looks like if you mix Lenny Kravitz. The weekend. Yes. Yes. At the weekend. Yeah. Yes. Completely. Well, listen. That was a, honestly, you know, I'm proud of us. We just took a really good like turn through all of the little things with the turn through to get <laughs> to the break that we are about to be at right now, and I am very proud. Of I all know of us. we never do this, so this honestly, is a it's, move. it's because Rachel keeps us on track. Come on, structure. Come on, structure. <laughs> come on, come on, agenda. Come on, agenda. Oh, yes. No, no, y'all, like, y'all have challenge. 
March 3rd. Yes, Rachel's a Pepsi. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, girl. My girl. Come on now. My girl. Rachel. What's your sign? In the good crew. Eli's a Pisces. Oh, yay! I don't know what this, know any of it means, but. Literally. Well, it's like, we can do some research all, over the break. <laughs> yeah. It all, it all makes sense. It does. It all definitely makes sense. I feel like I have to step my music game up now. Step the music pussy game Get up. up. <laughs> In fact, you know what? That might be a little sexy. Step the music bussy game That's right. Up. Boom. We've been over, we everyone, a million times. <laughs> everyone has a bussy, everybody. Everybody has a bussy. Yes. Okay. yes. Amen. Bussy Amen. Everybody. This is our, this is our, yes. like, that's our stance. Study here that is our stance, on, Eli. Our platform is bussy intersectionality. Yes. That's exactly right. I that's want everyone to know. <laughs> Oh, uh, god damn it. We gotta rebrand. <laughs> we really gotta rebrand. Alright, season three, y'all coming soon. Season three, Bussy Intersectionality only. <laughs> we're gonna actually, yeah. we're gonna dissect how Bussy can be intersectional throughout every single episode of the season for at least ten minutes. Perfect. Perfect. Everyone's, perfect, perfect. everyone's welcome already. Well, while well, we plan that, y'all listen welcome. to some cute music and we will be back in two seconds. Skr, skr. <laughs>
Everywhere I go. That's by Wizard Apprentice, an artist who we are big, big fans of here at the podcast. They just released a new split EP with Julius Smack out on Practical Records. Our friends at Practical Records put out some really, really amazing LA experimental music, and we just absolutely love them. That just, just came out recently, and you can hop online and get it on cassette or digital at practicalrecords.bandcamp.com. And now we're back with Rachel. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're here with Rachel, our fave. Welcome back. Welcome back. Rachel, can we have sort of a visual report on what's happening on that side? Sure. So right now... Mike is rocking side to side, rolling his wrist, snapping, really going in, imitating a beast. <laughs> I take. Is there guacamole uh, involved in this? There's guacamole, there's chips, there's grapefruit. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I need my eyes on the other side, you know? You're like the inside eyes, because sometimes I just don't know. I just have to guess. <laughs> That's fun, too. I'm literally crying. So I want, I'm like not sorry about I it. I want a Rachel update. I want to know what's going on in Rachel's life. <laughs> Same. Okay, wait. Welcome everyone to the segment of the Bay Podcast called Rachel's Life. <laughs> Rachel's Life. <laughs> Rachel's Life. I want to like remix the like uh, Mr. Rogers theme. <laughs> oh my god! Checking in. It's a beautiful day yeah. in the Rachel hood. Yeah, beautiful exactly. day in the Rachel. Hood. <laughs> so I'm here in New York now. Yeah. Wow. Baltimore is my home, obviously, but I'm here in New York now in Harlem. Out here. Out yes. here. Um. I am. What am I doing right now? I am. <laughs> well, you know, question. it's New York. It's a great question. So I'm yeah. looking for a job, and I'm still writing. And yeah, I mean, I'm here. I'm just living. Just what am I doing? I don't know. My life's not a mess, though, and that's good. I feel really good about where I am, what I'm doing. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's honestly um, New all York you is kicking my ass, now. but you know. We're constant in this bitch, so we're here. Hey, there we go. We're there here. We go. I love um, it. I love it. What is something that you have yeah. been writing about recently? What's your latest piece? Well, um, right now I'm working on, because recently Saeed, I think he, I hate if I don't want to misquote it, but I think he was in Brooklyn. Yes, Brooklyn. And he was mentally ill black man mm-hmm. that um, 
was shot and killed by the police. Right. Um, and so my take, I'm, I'm writing a piece on um, just kind of like observations and some of my thoughts on kind of the effectiveness of protesting um, now that it's become kind of a thing to do. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. You know, yeah. rustling some feathers. Yeah. Just, um, rustle, just kind of examining that a little the bit. The rustillation of it all. Mm. You know. <laughs> rustillation. Yes, rustillation. Yeah. That's, that's, so that's what I'm doing. It's heavy stuff. Sorry. I feel like I'm... I love the it. No, I know. Sorry. <laughs> right. I'm like, I I'm a the damn, down. I'm a damn, uh, yeah, that's what I'm working on. It's like, yeah. So that's what I'm writing about and some stuff about Kim K. Kim Scoot. Wait. And it's you... a surprising take. I didn't think that I would be doing this uh, ever, but I know. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I think I know the take. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna infer, I'm gonna infer, but I wanna first of all ask: Are you writing about the song "Kim K" by K. Michelle? No, sorry. I had to ask because you, you know that song is fucking lit as fuck. It is. That song is lit as. And fuck. I'm here for K. Michelle. Literally, I love her. Yes. Um, she's a singer. Yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, everyone, so everyone on this podcast knows that K. Michelle, Kimberly Michelle Pate, born whatever, whatever, which is also the intro of like her, of her third album. Um, <laughs> she literally is, um, she's the most ratchet and does not get the props that she deserves. But she yeah. kind of, but I find that K. Michelle, like she, um, Azalea Banks is herself a lot. Yes. It's great. Like, Unfortunately. She, yeah. Yeah, she really, and I feel like if you don't have a boss ass team around you, like you, you can't, can't do that. Shit. Yeah, you can't do you that. Just can't be. You know, you really can't be. It's true. You know? Like, and also, bosses don't have to speak. The right. team speaks for them. Right. So there you have it. There you go. Ta da! But what? About, oh my god! So I'm gonna infer on your take them on on Kim because I feel like yeah, I just um so Kanye. Kanye, skr, 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 skr. So, um, do we need to preface this at all? Does anyone, like, need a refresher on the K-Yeezy, K-Queezy, K-Squeezy? Uh, that is I feel like, I feel like, like no, but 400 maybe, years a slave, no more. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, I really feel like there is some, there's some animosity in the air right now. Yeah. Um, whenever anyone brings up Kanye, Omari West's name, I believe that there is some there's some there's some feelings that are brought up in these yeah, conversations. For sure. There's a lot. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that it's time that we address them. Yes. We have to we have to have a conversation, Kanye. Yeah. We do. It's a time. Ca- a Kanye versation. It is time. A Kanye versation. <laughs> Amen. A a con it used a, to be a, conversation. A con- yeah, I was gonna just, try it, but ah, <laughs> I was gonna try to combine those. Like, let me just not real quick. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I think I think that it's time. I think we should all come around, gather around the table, and really just discuss the things that are bothering us right now, the things that tuck at us most deeply. Mm. Mm. Can everyone can everyone state their grievances about the way Mr. West's behavior has impacted your life? Oh my god! Can I say that I did? Do you like my counselor voice though? Did you like that? I did like the voice. It was kind of cute, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I just want to say that. Okay. But um, it didn't attach you. What do you think? Not that it didn't like. I feel like like I like Kanye, but um, and obviously I love his music. But that's what I'm going to Kanye for is his music, and I don't want to limit limit his what he can speak on and what he can't. But when he said what he said, I was just kind of like, but he's kind of been egging this on for a while. So I wasn't, you know, it wasn't surprising. I was disappointed more so in the response of 
um, everyone else kind of saying, well, maybe he's right. I was like, mm. oh, yeah. So I think if anything, it's um, <laughs> if I can be upset with Kanye, it's his impact that he has on yeah. culture. Um, but I wasn't surprised. Like I, don't, I feel like I wasn't as angry as everyone else. Like, mm-hmm. or um, I kind of expect. I I feel like he's been on this track for a while, and right. we've just let we've let him slide. So you know. For a lot of people, maybe that's the straw that broke the camel's back. I have so many fucking opinions about what you just said. Like, Come on. My eyes just, like, glazed over because I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, I I don't want to... I don't know. I don't think I want to get in a conversation about, like, reprimanding Kanye mm-hmm. for, like, his remarks. I don't think that that's productive. Yeah. I'm right. more interested at what's at the center of what he's saying. And... I think what sucks is that for a while, like, Kanye, like, had so many, like, what I would associate with being, like, very, like, for lack of a better word, like, black nationalist ideologies, like, and types of thoughts about, Mm -hmm. like, black liberation and, like, what that looks like, um, for a long time. And, um, and I fucking just hate that it's, he's allowed himself or, the people around him have allowed him to twist and dilute and twist that thought into being something that is um, so terribly untrue. (laughs) And, um, and I, and I I can't help but to kind of like take it with a grain of salt. Cause I'm just like, honestly, at that point, like when you begin to talk about slavery being a choice, it's just kind of like, it's just ignorance. And there's nothing else that you can really say to that besides that. It's just fucking ignorance. And I really, I, I want more than that um, from his responses and his reactions to things. And I don't know. I, I, I also get what Rachel, Rachel's saying about like not being surprised. Like, I feel like, um, I feel like Kanye also is that of like a child and like, is so petulant and just like wants attention and like, mm-hmm. will say what he has to say to get attention. And, but then he'll like re- reel it back in when like, he feels like it, you know? And like, that's kind of that's been the pattern by which Kanye has operated celebrity for a while now, and um, and I don't, I I can't tell you why other than like it seems like he just doesn't have a lot of guidance that is helping him to understand these thoughts that he's having and how it impacts and how far-reaching his influence is, and um, that you like they, listen you can say what the fuck you want to say, but at the end of the day, like Kanye West is not going to be held accountable for his actions. And what are we doing to talk productively about not only, like, um, things that pertain to, like, liberation of black people, but also, like, like how we view celebrity and what mm-hmm. kinds of, how we hold those people accountable and if we do and if we can and, and also why are we? Right. <laughs> like, what is that doing for us, you know? And because we also have the option to not pay attention. And yeah. by giving... Kanye more airtime to, to spew some bullshit about yeah. slavery being a choice. Yeah. Like, it's our choice to feed into that. Yep. Like, how many fucking views did that TMZ video get this fucking weekend? Oh. Who even knows? I mean, the day it came out, I looked, because I, 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 like, I'm interested in seeing that, so it was yeah. over a million views in about at least a two-hour And that's, frame. like, on one account, Yeah, right? yeah yes. Precisely, so... I mean, this um, is, like, the issue is the these parallels that are so easy to draw, not between who Kanye is and who Trump is, but how our world responds to people like 
Kanye West yeah. is, is similar to how we've responded to Trump. Like what you're saying, like we really only have the power of like passing the microphone or ignoring. And the way that Trump became so powerful is by people like the more outrageous things he said, the more attention he got. And he was like, oh, well, that's good. Like getting the attention is good. So like I must be saying something good and then just committing to that and continuing. Right. And like, I mean, Kanye West has always had this feeling of like whatever people tell me not to do, I'm going to do it, which like has been great for his artistic prowess. I mean, obviously, like it's led him to develop like a very, very unique and like peerless musical platform. But when it comes to like, oh, hey, like maybe don't support white nationalists, then he's like, well, you told me not to, so I'm going to do it. I mean, that is like the thing that I worry about is that we just are the way that our culture interacts with celebrities is so negative and so toxic that like pretty much as soon as someone starts to go down any sort of like rabbit hole of radicalism or conservatism or whatever, like we encourage that whether we mean to or not, we begin to encourage it from them. And it's like, it's scary because it's like, it's almost like once it starts, is it going to stop? And it's likely that it won't. Yeah, and I think that the other thing, too, is, like, when we've gotten, we're in a culture now, too, where, like, social media, like, we've allowed social media to have so many impacts on, like, our personal well-being and lives and everything. And I'm just, like, imagine, like, the people on the other end of that and how much pressure we put on them to be these personas and to be these people and to feed into this machine of what celebrity is and influencer culture and things like that and, like... (laughs) how i don't know just how like what kinds of expectations are we putting on these people and like how does that pressure like affect their humanity and um and do we ever think about that and what i don't know just like what like how do we not subscribe to that because i feel like relieving that pressure and just like not putting so much emphasis on like social media and like all this attention that people get for literally doing nothing and like like i don't know I, i feel like that's like that's another big part of it and i'm wondering like what is the solution to that? I feel like that it brings it back to like the self and back to us and like our responsibility to ourselves and not to feeding into social media. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know that's, 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 that's kind of what I think about. Cause I feel like the Kanye West didn't get the attention that he's getting. I feel like he would not be where he is right now. Of course. Totally. You know? Yeah. Um, I yeah. <laughs> I want to circle back to I want to circle back to the article that you said that you're working on, Rachel, because I think that everything involving the Kardashians is also like sort of a not separate but like another facet of the uh, phenomenon. I want to talk about uh, Tristan Thompson, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. But I won't. Bad. But I won't. But I won't. Um. So, um, what I. Do not like seeing. And I also want to just insert this thought is that what Kanye is saying is also not new. It's like a not a new way of thinking. And for some reason, people and himself are framing it to be as a, you know, I'm doing something so new and so different. And because it's Kanye West and he has a history, like you said, Eli, of um, kind of going against the grain artistically, um, we've, we've accepted that. So that goes right. back to Micah's point on like... Um, 
like maybe we've taken this too far and how do we um respond to celebrities that do like that's a great point um but with the kim stuff i just don't like seeing people blame kim for kanye like i think that's first of all sexist like putting putting any you know Mm -hmm. responsibility um and it, I see it happen in hetero relationships. Is that if a man does something, then it's automatically, you know, well, what did the what the wife did or didn't do? Um, and so when I with Kim, like I personally, like I don't have any personal interest in defending her, but I will say that you know, blaming her for any of Kanye's like behavior is absolutely not okay. No. Like, and Kanye has been Kanye and has been saying things um for a long time (laughs) so um before kim so i don't i don't i didn't get why people were now i guess well because the kardashians are their own thing right um and they do add another layer of this so i will say that i was frustrated even when kanye was tweeting i don't remember exactly what he was doing but he was saying something and she was defending him in a way she was trying when we said the donald trump make america great again shit and she like tweeted like oh he doesn't mean that and he was like he was like bitch shut up yeah (laughs) (laughs) he was like "Uh, no yeah and um and she said oh and he i watched this that two almost two hour interview on youtube with charlamagne oh i don't know how you can step through that i i wanted Uh, to stop after he said he does not see therapy like he doesn't seek therapy yeah i wanted to stop there but um, I didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what the article's going to be about. Just like, don't blame Kim. Like, a lot of us don't like her. We have our issues with Kim, but like, let this, let Kanye be the, fo- the focal point of these conversations. Like, like yeah, but I do think, skip, like, and I have these conversations and I, I know I'm probably being problematic, but I also am thinking, what the hell is going on in that Kardashian home that, that they're, not saying that Kim has any control over, but I'm just like, what kind of conversations are y'all having that Oof. that she can get up publicly and say that this is free thought and free thinking? But yeah, if anybody's blaming Kim for anything, it's super sexist, and that's what I'm writing about. Yeah, yeah. And I feel it's that. like it's and like you don't have we don't have an interest in defending Kim, but we do have an interest in questioning what's behind people who are blaming yeah. her, like that. Absolutely, there is yeah, and I, there. Well, I also think that, like, the other reality that is so interesting about, like, just what is happening with just, like, the Kardashian Jenner people in general is that, like, I just, we're just witnessing, like, so much of, like, the facade begin to, like, crumble. And that is fucking interesting as fuck. It's kind of fun you know? to watch. I'm sorry. It's, so it's kind of, it's kind of what? Fun. It's kind of, it's, it, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's like, that's it's, bad though. That probably I mean, should listen, have said it's, that. Kind of, it's kind of, it's, it's interesting to watch. I don't, I'm not interested in watching because I'm bored at this point, to mm-hmm. be quite honest. Um, so I don't pay attention to it. Like I literally like big mop, big marker in my life. I unfollowed Kim on Instagram like maybe a week and a half ago. Good job. I haven't done that yet. I'm very yeah, proud me of neither. Good job. I got so sick of seeing her fucking like, conceal bake Bitch. bullshit on, on her fucking grandma on her story <laughs> um, i literally i was ready to fucking kill myself on joe I, I was so sick of it and um so i did but i just think that like you know like down to like them like hiding like pregnancies and bullshit like that and then like 
Chloe acting like her life is the best thing on earth, and then Tristan's fucking running around on her ass for like the fifteenth time that she still can't get a man, and like, which is like whatever. Like, but listen, like obviously something is fucking up if like every guy you've been with has been fucking a shady buster who like does not have anyone's best interest at heart and then like this whole Kim and Kanye thing which has like been a sham from the beginning but like listen it was great TV and so we watched it is that what you think for real I I feel like there's probably the most genuine love out of the entire family between the two of them Um, (laughs) which is not saying much and um but I feel like you just every single thing that like has happened with the Kardashians of the past like four years honestly maybe even since Chris Humphries and Kim got divorced has been just like like sham after sham after sham. Yeah. Like you know, like and, and then like mm-hmm. even like Caitlyn Jenner, like the way they like ousted like Caitlyn after like that whole thing and like seeing all of, like the oh, all of the mess. nasty messiness yeah. of that and like mm-hmm. yeah. there's just there's so many crazy like just plot holes everywhere, 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 I mean, everywhere. Chris and Jenner, then it's like Chris Jenner is like a dark overlord in the way that I hate. Yeah. I like I I hate it when people blame Chris though. I fucking I'm not, can't stand it. I'm not blaming Chris. I'm just saying that like the way in which like so much of that has become an empire is wild, and it's like on it's like right. a masterclass in like creating power on, and capitalizing on media. But like it's wild to think about it. Yeah, I mean, like I. I don't know. I just, I'm so not interested anymore. I think that, like, their story is the one of how celebrity can just literally eat away at an entire family in every negative way imaginable. And, um, I mean, to be honest, right? I mean, like, you see how Kylie Jenner has grown up to live her life, and I just, I'm not interested in How old is she? And she has, like, a multi-million dollar... She's literally 19, and, um... I can't even deal with that. And um, listen, like, money can buy you a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I don't think anyone in that family is happy. Yeah. You know? It's a strange and, um, question. Like, it's a difficult... Yeah. But it's like it's just like, it's like living dead. It's just like, but why... But then I hate that I care, you know? I... I hate that I have these thoughts. I hate that I'm invested in some way. But I, it's the media's fault. Right. In a way. Because, you know, you're... Um... I mean, our timelines are always polluted with something Kardashian. Right. Um, unless you, you know, unfollow or do whatever. But, yeah. I agree. And ha- yeah. having Kanye involved in that is so complicated for so many people because, like, mm-hmm. unlike literally everyone else associated with that family, Kanye's contributions to culture are, like, so numerous yeah. and yeah. so enormous. I mean, yeah. it's, like, hard for me. I think that the feeling that a lot of people are having is, like, having defended like there's so much racist attack against kanye's musical prowess like so much it's like the core of like shitty racist music analysis is to yeah. is attacking kanye west like it really is i really do think that and like having to comprehend like the way in which we engage with his body of work now with this in just ridiculous like shit show of social media and reality and and not knowing if it is reality or like drama or entertainment or celebrity like that's just really difficult for people and it is it's empowering a lot of racists which suck that's the shitty thing it's like i know that this is like fueling the flames of racism in music which is so interesting because it's like so fucking like it's i think it's not just music but it's like in people's critique of Kanye west in general and this is why i like don't enjoy hearing any white person's critique of Kanye West because it's mm-hmm. there are so many nuances to Kanye West's celebrity and his 
persona. And to like, like I remember I heard like someone this week be like, oh, I've never liked Kanye West. Like, see, this is just like, this is the reason why I never liked him. I'm like, no, you didn't like Kanye West before okay, because you were completely like, you were actually like covertly racist. Right. And now <laughs> you can outwardly not like him. Right. Because he's because, against black yeah, people. It's interesting yep. but that's actually like the exact opposite of your own personal beliefs. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, it's very like interesting how like people like can just use this as like ammo against Kanye West when like in reality like I don't know it's it's so fucking it's so twisted how yeah. like people are like oh I never liked Kanye West and I'm like listen you never fucking liked him because you were already mm-hmm. racist to begin with right and now you want to use like Kanye West like misunderstanding of like history and <laughs> racism and oppression and slavery Can- to um to use that as like a reason to like further distance yourself from him but wait aren't you a racist what <laughs> right so right, right, so, right. so it's so it's real it's real weird and like doesn't it just doesn't make any sense and i can't say that like that's like that that's an argument that we're even entertaining at this point like it's kind of just like it's just sad you know in yeah. so many ways it's, so mike i feel like one of my critiques of kanye is that he um i feel as though from what i see is that he um whiteness is the standard for him like yeah white anything white is the standard to him and if he's not i mean if you hear him compare himself to artists they are all white like all white um or he's always mentioning bill gates or these like multi-billionaire white men who don't give a fuck about him who don't give a fuck about him and so so but that is the the i feel like that comes out of the place of him being frustrated with trying to, I guess, insert himself into fashion. And yeah. in that interview, he talked about how he was 45 minutes late for something or whatever. And um, the fashion world completely, like, I guess said, fuck you and said, you know, stay in your place type of boy. And that's what he felt. Um, and I was just kind of like, okay, so I'm trying to find the crossroads of you saying, Slavery is a choice, but also I, I see that you're clearly frustrated with the system. I see right. that these things are frustrating you. I get it, but I don't. That's my. I'm like uh, Kanye. I can't. I can't really get behind you. Like I can support you. Like I will defend you against races, right? But I feel like um, I can't get behind you if the standard, if you, if your worldview is that whiteness, anything white is the standard. I mean, and that, and that, like, that's the thing to achieve. Right. I now, don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> okay. I can take a deep breath. I can take a deep breath because <laughs> I can give you, like, a chronological, like, historical, dictionarical, like, list of Kanye West and his issues with fashion. Um, cause I, because I honestly, like, I've studied it and I've followed it right. since the fucking beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people that don't know, Kanye West and Virgil Abloh, who now is the creative director of Louis Vuitton Men's, um, they interned at Fendi together. Wow. This is after Kanye West was already famous, by the way. Um, and they interned at Fendi together. I don't know what it looked like or for how long, yeah. but, um, but they both did that together in Italy. Um, and, and so throughout that time, they were like learning, they had all these different ideas and like got to like help design stuff for Fendi and like whatever, whatever. But then after they did that, 
Kanye was like, oh, cool, like, I did this, like, I should move into this. And, like, basically, fashion was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're a musician. Absolutely fucking not. Uh... And so, and then at that point, Kanye was like, hey, I really want to, like, create my own fashion line. I really want to do, like, I really am so passionate about that. I want to do that. And nobody invested money in his fashion collection, so he had to invest his own money into his fashion fashion collection. At the same time, Virgil was doing um, his other, like, side projects, like Pyrex Vision and... um, the other one that I can't think of right now that has, like, the drippy letters and stuff like that. Anyway, he was doing all of these different, like, little streetwear, like, one-offs and stuff like that. Yeah. And and so Kanye was doing his um, fashion collection. His first collection, he did two, like, luxury ready-to-wear collections. The first one was maybe 2010, I want to say. And... Um, <clears throat> And it was this really, like, it kind of was, like, a take on, like, video ho couture. Like, that is honestly what I want to call it. Um, <laughs> and that's H-O-E or H-O, not H-A-U-T-E. That's the difference. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of, like, it was kind of that take. And it got, like, for the first, the only two seasons they did for luxury fashion, the first one of which was pretty, it was bad, but I saw that it was teetering on, like, really interesting ideas and really bad taste and just didn't have the polish that it needed. But Kanye West got ripped to shreds for both of those collections. And I mean, like, and I, I, in not even just in a racist way, like, it was racist, it was classist, it was, like, he's an outsider, why is he doing this? Like, just every single aspect of attack that someone could attack Mm -hmm. someone for, like, every single major publication Mm -hmm. attacked Kanye West for that. And, um, and we did and, too, right? Oh, yeah. I right? mean, and like, and I mean, like, it wasn't, it didn't have a limit. Like, I mean, I, he got bad press for like yeah. months yeah. after that collection. Yeah, a... And, um, and it's interesting because the second collection, I actually remember like a couple years later, it, that some of the same ideas turned up on the runway for other designers. And they were like, it's their best collection I've ever seen, like that I've ever seen. Then I was like, what? That's but that's the same palette, the same idea, wow. the same boot, the same hat from Kanye West's like, second collection. That's so fucking oh. crazy. And um, what's interesting now is that fashion people want to say like, "Oh, I love Kanye West," right? But at the same time, there's still this, "Oh, but Kanye West is still just a musician. Like he's not an actual designer." Stay in your place. You know, stay yeah, stay in your place mm-hmm. and do your thing. But at the same time, his friend like Virgil, who decided to play the game. And be quiet and be the background man gets rewarded with being at like the top fashion mm-hmm. house. And so how much resentment and how much triggering does that, like, this happens with that? I, as someone who works in fashion, I would, I would honestly be off my shit too. Because when you work in fashion and you spend your entire time, like, like fashion is an industry that is, that is white. That it was made for white people. And, um, but it's so heavily influenced by every single culture and, language and like reference like it's just, that's what makes fashion what it is and Kanye West like spent so much of his time trying to seek acceptance from those people and to be mm-hmm. honest like still has not gotten validation in that way no, and so right. and I I feel like I relate to that because like you spend so much time seeking that validation you're not going to be satisfied until you get it mm-hmm. and, you know he's yeah. like, it's like what's Kanye what does Kanye have to do yes he's married to fucking Kardashian he fucking like does Yeezy. He fucking did so many things that in his book would bonify, would make him bonafide to be this person that everyone 
wants to put him as, you know? But there's still this underlying racism. There's still this um, insensitivity when we discuss his mental health and his celebrity, you know? And why? Why, like, why is that, you know? And I think that that's been the case. And I think it's because Kanye is so unapologetic. Like, he's not someone who's going to be soft-spoken. And there's always this, like, there's always this, like, mentality, especially when, when white people are talking to, like, very boisterous, men opinionated black people. Like, yes, N-words, stay in your place. Like, this is not for you. Like, you're not meant to be here. And you're lucky to even be here. So pipe down and do what we want you to do. You know, and that's so much of the way the conversation goes when we talk about Kanye West. And, um, and I think that it's important to like acknowledge that like that's a lot of the trauma that I feel like he's been through. And I think that it's something that is so terribly familiar for so many young black creative people. They're trying to penetrate white spaces and top, like put that on top of like mental health issues and like losing like your like a parent and being estranged from your father and all of these different layers that create his identity like there's so much and there's no one that is actually like talking about Kanye West in a productive way that allows us to have a conversation about like how experience trauma and celebrity and this pressure to be a celebrity like affects your mental health there's like none of that you know yeah. I think does Jay talk about it a little bit? Uh, barely. <laughs> yeah, like I, I maybe uh, yeah, I maybe that was like he didn't really say it's because of his celebrity more so for himself. Yeah. But yeah. But I mean, listen, I You're mean, right. Like, I think some people can obviously handle celebrity better than others and I think that Kanye West like yeah, like I mean, but I think that yeah, like after his mom passed, there was a big fucking difference. And I then when listen, when you like write songs like Hey Mama and like you talk about your life in that way and how close you two were and like if you lose that's like that's not only losing your best friend, it's losing mm-hmm. someone that gave you life. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've seen people go through that and you're literally you're never the same. Yeah. You know? And um mm-hmm. and I think that that and then like how that part in his life also um matched when his celebrity just fucking blew the fuck up, like, after 808s and Heartbreak, like, like you just think about, like, the way those things happen, and, and if you don't have the right support system to get you through that, and don't take time for yourself, and I've yeah. honestly never taken time for yourself since then, then, like, what are you, like, what are you doing, you yeah. know? So, so, yeah, girl. Whew. I know. Damn. Sorry. I, I have, I, honestly, I have so many things about Kanye West, and, like, I think that people... Not a lot of people are um, really, honestly, well versed in like that history, especially um, his history with like his creativity and fashion and like all that kind of stuff. And like, if we're gonna talk about it from that perspective and like why he is, why he idolizes whiteness so much, I think it's because of not only him being in an element where like the Kardashians are um the zenith of like whiteness and white mm-hmm. celebrity and privilege yep. and things like that but also yeah. the fact that so much of what he's trying to penetrate is these like big ivory towers of fashion that tell him that he's still not good enough and you know probably when he goes to italy they probably still call him the n-word because they're fucking ignorant yeah like you know and yeah. like shit like that like but he's more than that and um, mm-hmm. I think that Kanye fucking just needs help. Like I, literally, I genuinely, truly, like I 
you see like I don't see like the same like light in his eyes anymore. I agree. You know? And um I agree. And all and all of that bothers me. So I'm sorry, I made every I made everybody sad now. That's okay. So no, that's <laughs> I mean, it's a sad it's a sad situation. It's yeah. Like, you know, Completely. Um yeah. Oh <laughs> I know. Because, you know, then you think about the Kanye that, you know, told George Bush that he doesn't care about black people. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that, and that's like yeah, that's like that's just such an interesting thing. Like Kanye West knew George Bush doesn't care about black people. And he was right. Does he know <laughs> does he know that Trump doesn't care about black people? And if or not, any other people besides himself? Or if not, why? Like wh- yeah. what Right, that's how yeah. could Why? we not know yeah. that? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was it was obvious to some of us with Bush. It should it should right. be obvious to everyone with Trump. So, like, what is the yeah. thought process there? I don't know. Right. And it's it's like I mean, we've talked about and this. They were... Go yeah. ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You, um, we're, no, listen, yeah. we're listening to you, girl. I was just like, Micah, you and I have talked about this before, but it's like it continues to be so antithetical to the message that's in his music. Yeah. Like, right. It's not like he suddenly, I mean, he has a new album coming out on June 1st, apparently, so we'll see, but, like... Someone he, pray. Even with The Life of Pablo, it's not like his music took this, like, hardcore political right turn. It, you know, it's yeah. not like he embraced this, like, all lives matter stuff on his music, like, ever. Like, what? I don't know. It's like... Yeah. It, make, it makes me it's think that, weird. like, the reality that we're presented with when it comes to Kanye West is so far from reality I and mean, the reason for that is because i think that music and art is such a more accurate and like powerful way to access the truth of someone's self and political identity and everything else and so and twitter is not twitter is the opposite twitter is like yeah. the farthest uh, thing from that so like as yeah. long as to me like and i also you know like i do think that white people need to take a backseat on critiquing Kanye West, including myself. And so I don't really try and get into like, come on, <laughs> come on, Sal. telling him and saying like, and like, Oh, I can't believe Kanye West did this. Kanye West is a terrible person, blah, blah. But like, as long as his music is still having a, a great message, like then I'm just convinced that all of the public persona stuff is just not the reality. It's just not the reality that is Kanye West. It, it, it's, it doesn't convince me. As long as the music he's making is still so provoc- provocative and progressive yeah. and amazing, like, I don't really... I don't know. I just think the, the, the lens of social media and celebrity is so much more falsified and foggy than the one of music and art. And as long as his art is so amazing like i i don't know everything else seems like it's it's some sort of weird farce that we are just being fed from some sort of strange social media machine right um and so yeah i agree eli your point of like is it reality or because like you said we don't see and also i also i remember like i think when the election was happening they openly endorsed hillary so i don't get how we were like with Hillary, which I mean, whatever, whatever your thoughts are about right. that, but like, <laughs> um, but but then you're openly 
endorsing Trump. So is it just, and, and for me too, it's also how other celebrities have responded to Kanye. It's like, at first it's outrage, it's this, and then you have John Legend or T.I. who sits down and talks to them, or Chance the Rapper who sits down and talks to them, and then goes, oh, well, he's fine. You know, he's still the same Kanye. He's still, he's still, so like, okay, so what's reality, y'all? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, exactly. What is reality? Yeah. His Twitter is like a is like a mind game of what is reality. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. And maybe is. that's like, what he what wants. What is going on? You're not wrong. Well, listen, we gotta shelf the Kanye West talk. I'm deflated. Yeah, now. we need to shelf. We need to shelf yeah. it all. We are we are running running low on the time bar yeah. here. Yeah, I know. Are. Well, I wanna I wanna thank everyone for hanging out with us today. Thank I know, you. Rachel. It was thank so you. much fun. We yeah, always thank love you having, for having you on. Me, podcast we literally had the best time and it won't be the last time so, i know next I, time we're going to talk about something really really happy and positive yes <laughs> but we're going to end it on a really good note yes we're gonna end like always a hot some hot fire motivational jams as always mm-hmm. because we never want to end down we always want to end up yeah we like need to like lift the spirits of those that have come before, Rachel, what is what is a motivational jam that can that can draw us out here? Okay, since we have to, I, since I brought up Kimbra on break, come on, Kimbra, Kimbra's um, off her new album, the track "Right Direction." Come on, Right Direction. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Not the wrong direction. The right direction. We're leaving on the right direction. When we walk out the door, we're on the right direction. Mike is singing the ring remix. But well, before we before we do that, um, where can people find you, Rachel? Where can people check you out? Oh my god! In the cesspool that is Twitter. Come on, Twitter, Rachel the Lord, R A C H A E L the Lord. Yes, all. Rachel the Lord across all social media. The Lord, truly. Yes, blessed be. Yes, blessed be the fruit. <laughs> blessed be the fruit, girl. Not handmade. May Rachel the Lord open, Jesus. Yes. 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 I love it. If y'all listen, oh, if y'all have not watched Handmaid's Tale this season. Oh, I need to watch the new season. Get motherfucking ready to be shaken. I haven't. I can't. I can't yet. Like, and, I'm working and on don't, it. I'm and don't on. drink while you're watching it because you will literally. Be, I'm going to. You'll be. Oh, you will not be okay. No, really? I won't do that. Oh, Girl, right, so gird your loins, y'all. That shit is They're fucked girded. up. Consider Ooh. them girded. So, anyway, oh my god. Well, we'll talk to y'all on the flip side. I know y'all know where to find us. We don't even need to tell y'all. You know. Oh my god, but I can tell you anyway. It's at the Bay Podcast on Instagram, and before anything else, the Bay Podcast is that what it is? No, it's before anything else, podcast at gmail dot com. That's right. That's where we before at. anything else. Podcast That's where we at. at. Com. Our, our inbox is empty right now. Somebody hit us up. Somebody say hello. It's like never really that empty because we get spam mail. But you know, well, yeah, you're, right, right. You're, right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh my gosh. Well, all right, bitches. Well, have a good um, summer, spring. I don't know. I think it's spring now everywhere. It wasn't spring in New York earlier this week, but it is now. So have a Definitely. great spring. <laughs> Hit it up on the Bay List, on Instagram. Yes, We got it's you great. covered with the tracks. You can get all the shit Hashtag. that we listen to and listed off this time. We're going to have a cute little, like, um, vacation list coming up soon. Mm. It's going to be real cute, so... Cute. Holla back, holla quick, get you the whole life. Perfect. Talk to you soon. All right, we'll talk to you soon, y'all. Bye. I mean, bye. bye.